Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Half soaked for the first 45. It's still, still playing like a friendly. Still pre-season. Um, very laboured, very casual, too casual. And, um, yeah, they, they need to book their ideas at quick time. Um, these people right, right to right to call them out afterwards. Uh, that first, first 45 was pretty quite a joke, to be fair. The way what came about, and there was no answer. Um, Matt Target being hooked off at half-time, he went at the races at all. So, mm. yeah, plenty of questions to answer. They need a massive response next week against Newcastle. Um, Watford are at it. They just wanted it more. Simple as that. Outmanned, outmuscled in every department. Um, Amy there he had a rude awakening today with his club record signing. He got he got bullied, to be fair. And so did a lot of them. So, yeah, I think they need to book their ideas up big time. Um, yeah, big bop on the nose. I called it after. Big, big bop on the nose. They got there and uh, that can't happen again. It's just to him now to make sure it doesn't start in Newcastle next week. Yeah, I've seen loads of almost overreaction on social media today, which always comes with a bad Villa result. That's fair. Get on the beers, Ash, absolutely go for it. Um, and I don't want to call Newcastle a must-win because it'll be the second game of the season and it feels silly to say there's must-win games. But that first game back at Villa Park in front of our fans, the mood will be horrific if we lose that game. Yeah, rightly so, yeah. Um, well, Watford had a really good crowd behind them today and it's going to be... It's going to be even better next week when the Villa boys are behind them. So they can't get below them standards. Uh, they can't can't hit them standards today like they did against Watford. Um, the crowd will be right behind them from the first whistle. Today's out the window. We move on from today. Okay, it's things a little bit now. But once, once kickoff comes three o'clock next week at Villa Park, it's going to be a real atmosphere there. They're going to get right behind the, the boys, and um, it's up to them to respond, isn't it, Dan? Um, they need to come out there and give give the Villa fans something to shout about. Villa fans have been locked out. Of, Villa Park for, for too long now, um, and then he's put on a show. I said, I said before, what for the thing, Watkins coming back in will really help Villa intensity wise. Uh, Smith said that as well. So get, get, go for it, blow him away. I want Villa to come out there next week with, with something to prove after today because it was horrific today. It really was. Watford just, just bashing Villa from pillar to post, and okay, they come on all right in late on, but it weren't good enough. And, a big response next week. Otherwise, 20 minutes in, they're not doing it. The Villa fans are going to be on the back. Simple as that. It's, never, it's always been the same. So, yeah, um, positive for me today was Leon Bailey. I thought he was very bright when he come on in McGinn's goal. So, that's a, that's a plus point today for me. Defence needs to book their ideas up a little bit. Matt Target running at the races. I think Ashley Young could start next week. I thought he, he handled Saar quite well today in the second half. So, we'll see there. But, yeah, get Watkins back in. Um, but then it's a show. It's a run themselves into the ground next week and um, yeah hopefully the Villa fans will be shouting about three points we'll do a proper in-depth podcast on Monday when we've got more time because I know you've got to try and catch very soon talk to me about the, the debutants then Ash Young back for us Danny Ings in there Bailey comes on um, how did you rate them all you don't need to go into massive detail because I said we'll, we'll do another podcast but you know just a, a quick kind of summary of each of those for me 
he actually Young did really well. So that, oh, yeah, okay, he started on the left hand side, and then he, when he went back to left back, I thought he managed to start quite well in the second half. Well, that that threat was was nipped in the bud. Personally, um, the target strong against him. Elsewhere, I thought Buendia really struggled today. He was gobbled up. He, he wanted too much time on the ball. Wasn't physical enough. But Watford bust him in the middle. Uh, Danny Ings starved the service a little bit, but I think he got a bit more in the second half. Got his goals off the board, isn't he? That's one in one for him. That's a plus. Okay, yeah, that, that's always important, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it didn't get us any points, but it's important for your striker to score goals. Your striker's off the mark. That's a real plus. I thought Leon Bailey looked really bright. Uh, when he come on, he made that goal, went at the opposition, chopped inside, chopped away. And um, it, yeah, I think he's going to be a good one. I really do. Yeah, Davidson did okay. I thought, I thought just, just overall, performance-wise, they weren't at it. I thought Dean Smith was bang on with his assessment. It was miles off the pace and it was like a friendly for him. And they need, they need, to, need to stop that from now because there's no friendly games in the Premier League. You get found out as, as they did today. So, so yeah, there is, there is a couple of positives to say, but not many, Dan. I feel like that game's given us more questions than it's answered questions. I, I don't really know how we line up best. I don't know what our best formation is. You look on paper of Brendia, Bailey, Ings and Watkins and how all four of those can start. Near midfield is so lightweight in, in McGinn and the Canberra at the moment. Um, McGinn, to be fair, got his goal and it was a great finish and, and a good assist from Bailey as well. And to be fair, Bailey and Troy did change the game that, that last 20 minutes. We did look better. But you think, why do we have to wait until we're 2-0, 3-0 down or whatever it was, 2-0 down to start playing? Um, yeah, it's just a frustrating one and, and you've got to go and beat Newcastle now and the pressure is on Villa a little bit to go and do that. I back them to do it because you're at Villa Park and you know Newcastle aren't, you know, it's not like you've got Man City first game, but yeah. it's difficult when all the fans are going to be a little bit low after today. Um, talk to me a little bit about Nakamba specifically. There's a lot of stuff on social media about him this afternoon before the season. We're saying you know, he might, he might be, a bit, be a bit of a dark horse to, to keep his place in the side this season. But he just didn't look on it today, did he? I don't want to make too many snap judgments off a one ninety-minute game, but he didn't look good today. They just overrun, weren't they? I think when you're playing a two in there, like, like Villa did, but I know Brendan was in number ten, but he's making in the comeback. They got overran the what for three in midfield, just so much bigger than the, the pair of them. So um, the camera tried his hardest. I felt sorry for him a little bit. He tried to do it all. He tried to be a, I mean, he slipped. He slipped Ings in quite well for a through ball. He was trying to do defensive side and attacking side. That's not his game, is it? And he's, and, he's, and he's people around him and he needs to sniff out the danger. When Villa wanted to go on the front foot, he's um, on the canvas shoulders to do that. It's not his game. I thought he was from in there today. I thought he was quite isolated. He can't do it all, do you know what I mean? I thought Buendia didn't help him out at all. McGinn was here or there. Uh, in the middle of the park, they were, they were bust. Start to finish. Um, Watford guys wanted it more. The Campbell, yeah, he, 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 got, he got swamped in there at times and Whose fault is that? I mean, when the pressure's on, he can't do it all himself. I do feel sorry for him in that, that aspect. He, he did try and play, but that's not his game, is it? I think his game is when Villa are playing against the big boys, when they're not having much of the ball, whereas at times Villa went, tries to go toe-to-toe, what for today, and they got, they, got, they got a bloody nose for it. So, so yeah, I think the system needs to be question marked with the system. Um, Dean, Dean's back to a 4-2-3-1 today. Watkins come back in next week. What happens there is he go two up top. Midfield department, yeah, still short. Douglas Weezy back in on Monday. Well, He'll have that department, but yeah, still short there. Morgan Sanson, how fit is he? They need, they need as much help as they can get in that midfield area at the moment because it's it's question marks are there. It's not good enough. What for the man to look like a, a Chelsea or a, or, a, or a Man City today in there? They really were. Cleverly was one of the best players in the park, and that's Tom Cleverly from Playford Villa years ago. So just goes to show how short they are in midfield at present. And they've got no, 
no real ball players in there. No, no, no one wanted to get on the ball, and I, I'll show a bit. Well, nobody was like that today, so they need some personality there. Um, too many showed away from that today. Once the crowd got going, the crowd on Villa's backs, they didn't want to know they wilted there. So, um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a reality check, I'd say, Dan. Real reality check. You saw that needs some, you saw they need some personality in there, but do they need some personnel in there? Does this yeah, kind of yeah. prove that they need to sign another midfielder? Because that, yeah. that system just looks weak as it is at the moment. So what are you doing? You got Douglas Louise, what you're gonna bin him off, are you? Or uh Sansan, what are you gonna do with him? You're gonna get rid of him? Oh, it's difficult, I know. It is difficult. It's it's it's, it's there is a load there is some bodies in there, Dan, but that having that right type of player, that personality, like I say, to come in, box that midfield, want the ball, demand the ball. There aren't many players doing that at the moment. You, you can't put that on the canvas shoulders. He's a more defensive midfielder. He's more he's your insurance policy when you're going forward. So, yeah, I think I think, I think today has has given these people questions to ask in the transfer window. Did you go back in for a number eight now or a real top top operator in central midfield? That's a question that he'll ask himself now going back on the bus. So we'll soon see as the window ticks down whether whether they'll address that. But yeah, um, big wake up call needy for next week then. Can can Brendy apply that number eight? Do you think? Because they look better with a four three three than a four two three one. I think Brendy being as a ten, I'm not so sure. You could have Watkins play left, Ings up front, Bailey right wing, Brendy yeah. as an eight with McGinn and Nakamba, Louise, Sanson, or a new midfielder. I think that third spot is up for grabs. Does that does that work, or has Brendy always got to be a ten or a, a right winger? Can he play a, a bit of a box to box role or not? It's just that physicality, Dan. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, they had um, Watford lads today. Just bossed him. He's, he's, he's too small for, to be in there to, to mix it about a bit. Do you know what I mean? And put his body in. He's he's getting he's getting weights off the ball um, at times. So I think he does better. Better. He does his damage further up the pitch. He gets space on the right hand side, doesn't he? And, and he did he, he did drop a bit too deep today as well. But he getting the ball off the back four and stuff and running running further up. Like, like, so it's, it's a tough one to, to judge at the moment. He's, let's not forget, it's a, it's a new side that's still gelling. It'll take a couple of weeks. But obviously the fixtures, they are kind at the moment. Newcastle next week, then I say Brentford. Brentford over the weekend. That ain't an easy game anymore, is it? So then it's the big boys come to town. Charles, you go to Charles, say Man U. So it's going to be a tough, tough old few weeks of village. So get a win next week It's Newcastle. Get the points on the board. Get the momentum back. And also play for again, but they can't be showing signs they did today. They can't be putting a performance like they did today again or anytime soon. I think it's important not to have too much of a negative overreaction because, like you said, it's the first game. I've sat here two or three minutes ago and said Nakamba's probably not good enough, but everyone can have a bad 90 minutes and I'm not going to write a footballer off for that. We've all said before the season started, we've got to adapt to, to know Jack Grealish as much as people don't want to hear about it. That was a big saga over the summer. You've got five new signings in Twanzaby, Young, Ings, Bailey and Brendia. Three of those probably start every single game in, in the best 11. So it's going to take time to gel. But like you said, you've, you've got to show signs that you're stepping forward in the right direction and there's not reasons to be concerned. You have, yeah. Um, sport down to this system for me. It's going, to take a few, it's going to take a few weeks, we know that. And people are born there, they still get to use to playing with the new teammates. Young's been there before and done it, he showed that today for me. Um, turns out he's been there, done it before as well for Villa. But it's a new boys, how they're going to link up at the front end of the pitch, how they're going to gel, how they're going to get that understanding. That understanding be, be developed at the Bonnie Maurice. Um, so it's on the training pitch now to, to the coaches to, to get the best out of these players um, and the best system to, 
it's the most effective. So we so intriguing to see how the line against Newcastle next week. They did really miss Marley Watkins today. That press and that hurrying mm. the centre backs. It causes mistakes to happen and then Villa can capitalise. But I think Leon Bailey really showed signs today. He's just come out of quarantine. He's had a day with his team. He's had a day with his teammates and he's had played the last half hour. Got an assist. Got menacing. I think that's a real plus point today to take. I think he, he probably he's pushing to start next week. So we'll see with that one. It's early, early days, though, Dan, like I've said. Um, and we'll see where we go. Next week's a big one. Final question before I let you get that train. Does today concern you or the reason still that you can be positive about Villa season? No, I'm not going to judge yet. I'm not going to judge at all. Uh, Watford had a good crowd behind them today. Some of Villa haven't experienced in a long old while. But I thought that, 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 helped, that helped Watford today. So I'm getting on the front foot early doors and just target being miles off it as well. So Watford had momentum from the off. Um, so I'm not going to judge them yet. I'm going to probably judge them after Newcastle, after Brentford, sorry. Newcastle, Brentford, see where we're at there before the international break. And after that is Chelsea. And then you get, you get a good idea, good understanding where, where Villa are at this season. So, I mean, it's all talk about Europe, isn't it? In the, in the close season, European this, European that. Couldn't be further from it at the moment, given, given today's display. So a lot to do, a lot, a lot of questions to answer. Um, and we should have those answers next week against Newcastle. Lovely stuff, Ash. Thank you very much for your time. This quick kind of post-match reflection, I think we've called it. Just doing a 10-minute, 12-minute Facebook Live after every game. Um, we'll do a proper in-depth podcast on Monday, probably lunchtime. So we'll chat uh, when we've got more time then. Thanks, everyone, who watched long. Uh, we do appreciate it. And we'll be back again at the start of next week. Yep, keep the faith, yeah. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.